Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, the Federal Minister of Agriculture leads a trade mission to the UK and Germany. The province's Minister of Agriculture provides $1 million to be prepared for an outbreak of African swine fever. We have the latest look at the winter weather from Environment Canada and the latest in the feeder cattle market in Saskatchewan. Prices have been moving up in the past month. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau is on a four-day trade mission to the UK and Germany. Today and tomorrow, Bebeau will be meeting with the UK's Minister of Food and Rural Affairs to promote Canadian agriculture products. She'll also meet with UK heads of agriculture and food and drink associations to promote trade. She also speaks at the International Grains Council Forum and highlights Canada's support for Ukraine, world food security and sustainability in the grains value chain. On Friday and Saturday, Babo is scheduled to meet in Berlin with global trading counterparts to discuss international farm trade. She will attend the Berlin Agriculture Ministers Conference to discuss how food systems can best respond to multiple crises. The Saskatchewan government and Sask Pork are investing $1 million in getting ready for a possible outbreak of African swine fever. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says an outbreak of the deadly hog disease could disrupt major markets. He says the province is providing $700,000 and Sask Pork 300000 to support a coal line at the sow processing plant being built in Moose Jaw. Really what it is, Jim, is the provincial government and Sask Pork combined are putting a million dollars into uh, swine disease preparedness. And this is really in the event, and pray to God it doesn't happen if African swine fever ever hits. And then we have to do, obviously, a mass call. We have to have a facility. And we've worked in conjunction with Donald's Fines Foods out of uh, Moose Jaw, who are constructing, actually at this time, a uh, sow processing facility, which would be the only one in Western Canada. And we worked with those folks and uh, the government, along with SAS Pork, are uh, putting a million dollars. And so is Donald's Fine Food, putting some dollars into this as well to have that facility there so that if we have to do a, a major call, that we have a facility to do it. But this facility also will be a very helpful place for hog producers in general just because they need some place to, s- to ship to cull sows. 
Well, that's exactly right. I mean, all the sows in Western Canada have been going down to the United States for uh, processing, and there was no place. And so Donald's Fine Food, which have a, a hog slaughter facility in Moose Jaw now, have also bought uh, what we normally call the old XL beef plant and are remodeling that and putting it into a sow slaughter. So sows from right across Western Canada now will be coming to Moose Jaw for slaughter once this facility is up in operation. Any idea when it will be up and running? No, I don't. Uh, I know there was obviously some challenges through the last couple of years. I think there was some, they've had some challenges with getting the equipment in that they were putting into the facility. So uh, I know they were hoping to be up and operational in 2023. I haven't talked to the folks in the last little while just to see where they're at with it. But obviously, we're really looking forward to seeing this facility up and operational. Which really does mean to the, you know, to the uh, hog producers here in Western Canada, obviously, the, you know, a little better pricing for sows when they go to, go to slaughter. Why such a worry about market disruption from African swine fever? Well, obviously, uh, you know, we trade so much internationally, uh, you know, just in just Saskatchewan alone, I believe the number is like 10,000 uh, ISO wings cross the border into the United States on a monthly basis, or maybe it's even shorter time frame than that. So, we really have to make sure that uh, we have the facilities in place. We've got to, you know, we've been working uh, internationally with all three countries, Mexico, United States, and Canada on this and, and trying to set up these trade zones that we're trying to uh, work with. And obviously, uh, we really don't know until it happens just what the reaction will be. And if they do close the, the border, then obviously we're going to have a, a big supply of hogs. And here in Western Canada, particularly in Saskatchewan, we export, obviously, the biggest number of that. So we have to have a facility that could actually uh, be able to call out this volume that we would have created as a result of African swine fever. And then we also don't know what the time frame would be on the reopening of the border, whether it's uh, internationally United States or internationally globally as well, Jim. So African swine fever, is that serious a disease? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a scary one. And uh, unfortunately, it's... It, Obviously, it does have an impact on the hog sector. It doesn't have an impact on the human consumption side like that, but it can definitely, in fact, uh, impact the hog industry. And so we really have to be mindful of it. We're obviously uh, through Canadian Food Inspection Agency and U.S. counterparts as well. In Mexico, we're doing our due diligence that way. And obviously, as I said, trying to set up these trade zones so that we can keep the impact to a minimal and, and really not impact the trade that, to the degree that it could be and work with the industry as well to uh, try and make sure that we can still have some fluidity in the trade side. One other topic I want to touch on, the Beef Industry Conference is running next week in Saskatoon. I believe January 24th and 26th, you'll be up there in attendance? Yes, I will. I'll be up there uh, next Wednesday. Uh, we'll have, a, you know, I'll bring opening uh, comments. Obviously, we will be making uh, some announcements on research dollars there as well. So it's an important day for us. It's an important day for the, for the livestock sector as a whole. Looking forward to uh, reaching out to stakeholders and having a discussion on some of the challenges that they have as well. And working with the industry, I've, I've always had my door open to all, all sectors of ag, and it's nice to be able to meet and talk to face-to-face to the uh, industry stakeholders as well. David Merritt is the Minister of Agriculture for the province of Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. The January mild spell may be coming to an end late next week. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says the coming week will be mild, but there is a change coming to the weather. 
Well, it's going to be more of the same, sort of, it's almost like Groundhog Day every single day you wake up and it's still foggy and it's still cloudy and it hasn't been snowing. So it's sort of more of the same until the weekend and we'll see a weather system move through coming from the Mackenzie Valley and that'll probably bring some, a uh, little bit of freezing rain and then probably some snow with it on Sunday. So have to break out the shovel for the first time in a while. But how much snow will we get in southern Saskatchewan? Well, with this one, these, these systems tend to be a little faster moving, so it looks like about maybe 5 to 8 centimeters worth of snow coming with this. And the temperatures? Actually warm. Uh, what's different about this system is we're not getting a big cold push behind this one, so it'll stay relatively mild. And our temperatures have been staying above seasonal averages, mostly because of the cloud, because the cloud kind of acts like a bit of a blanket, and it kind of keeps warmer temperatures in, but it also kind of keeps the daytime highs a little bit low just because we're not getting that sunshine. So any idea when you expect to return to more seasonal weather? It does look like next week, maybe about midweek, we are going to get a push of Arctic air. We've been kind of looking at them and the model's been trying to decide if it's finally going to do that, but it does look like we're going to get into some colder values and more more like what we expect in January. So Arctic air next week, middle of next week, it's going to be bitterly cold or just kind of seasonal? I think it's going to be towards the bitterly cold, you know, that minus 30 with the wind chills coming along. So just because of where the push is coming from, it's coming straight from the Arctic. So and we haven't had a lot of these lately, so, you know, we can't really complain. So cold Arctic air late next week. What's the outlook beyond that? Well, we are seeing that the La Nina starting to break down and going to more neutral conditions for the spring, which means it kind of has a, one of those effects of like, we don't, now we have nothing to hang our hat on, so we don't really know. But it is expected to be like, this is the, the long range forecast, colder than average temperature wise. And then for precipitation, it is still trying to indicate above average with respect to precipitation. But, you know, it, that really hasn't panned out for January at all because we've barely only seen any snow across the south just because of the stagnant weather pattern we've been in. So colder and snowier than average, but I thought the one forecast had said the winter was was turning milder than normal. We, you know, Environment Canada's forecast had, had always gone with sort of that La Nina forecast, so on the cold side and on the wet side. So it looks like we're going, are we going to have a late spring or early spring? <laughs> we're going to have to consult the groundhog on that one. No, it's, I, that, I don't know. It's much too early to call. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. For Real Agriculture and Real Ag Radio, I'm Kelvin Hepner, and uh, we're in St. Jean, Manitoba at St. Jean Farm Days. Pleased to be joined by uh, one of the keynote speakers this afternoon, Brad Magnuson of Magnuson Consulting Group. And Brad, uh, looking at uh, at markets, not just in the ag market, but some of the commodities outside of agriculture, oil, for example, obviously uh, a major component in uh, in what uh, in what happens in agriculture and, and money that farmers have to spend. How do you see it as an indicator for what to expect in the ag economy? Oil, oil, and oil and gas. 
certainly has a ma major impact on the profitability of the farms in, in Canada and the U.S. 82% of all of agriculture is tied to energy and oil, from the fuel we put in our tr uh, tracks and our tractors to our petrochemicals. So we really got to understand where outliers or uh, commodities that are going to influence our profitability, we really need to understand what they're doing and how are they going to impact us today, but also tomorrow. Looking back over how many years was it, uh, most of the commodity super cycles were led on the upside by oil and then uh, the downside looked a little bit scary in terms of uh, us potentially being on that part of the super cycle right now. Yeah, and I think that we're starting to understand super cycles and general commodity cycles much better than we have in the past. And really what we're looking at is being on the backside of a commodity cycle where we start to see the downside. We've seen the upside in the oil. Oil is a leading indicator of where other commodities, wheat, corn, beans, canola is going to go. Um, and that's pulled us up. Now we're on the slowly on that backside. So what can we learn from what has gone in the oil and gas industry and how do we relate that to our, our commodities that we're growing every day. And I think what we're finding is that uh, if we look, seven out of the last nine recessions were caused by high oil. Recessions have a tendency to bring down our commodity prices, particularly our wheat, our corn, our soybeans, canola. Okay, so right now we've, of course, seen oil prices go up. They have come down. They've kind of plateaued again or, or bounced a bit, uh, where, do, where do we go from here? I think that if we look at the long-term cycle, if we, we can even go all the way back to the early 1800s and study the cycles, usually where we come off the high in the market, we come down for a certain amount of months, say four to six months, we bounce a little bit, and then generally we're on that downward trend. Um, and probably that downward trend is going to last probably three to four years. So that means pre-sell right now if we can? Um, I think on the upside of the cycle, you're going to not pre-sell, but I certainly am, um, I'm certainly um, making producers aware of the fact that on the backside of that cycle, you want to pre-price now um, or for um, certainly before you end as we go into the, into the spring of 2023, um, because we have that belief that those prices are going to fall. So you might as well capture some of the good prices now and then uh, conserve your profitability. Buy puts options, I guess, would be an option at this point as well. On the backside of the cycle, uh, certainly on, on, on soybeans could be an issue. Uh, one of the things that we're realizing, we got a very, very big crop of soybeans coming out of uh, Brazil. Uh, short term, next month to three months, I would say, you know, maybe we start looking at some puts. What about some other commodities outside of agriculture? Copper, steel, what should we be looking for on, on those charts if we look at those futures graphs? Uh, copper is certainly a leading indicator of the global economy, and you notice that it's doing the same thing as oil. We've seen this big run up. We've hit the top. We are coming down the backside of that cycle. So that also tells us that we're going to recession. It also tells us that China's not doing as well. And we in North America want China to do very well in the GDP. Why? They'd buy more food. They'd buy more food 
us as producers certainly earn more revenue per acre. So in general, to me, it sounds like you're more on the bearish side of things right now in terms of where the global economy is headed, including agriculture, of course, being impacted by that. You use the word recession there. Are, are we, do you feel we are already in a recession, just maybe not a, a technical recession at this point? You know, technically, as a pure economist, I would say that we're not, but certainly we're certainly seeing it from the populace. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy, 30% chance of light snow and risk of freezing drizzle. Fog patches dissipating this afternoon, wind southeast 30. The high today, minus 8. Fog patches developing again tonight, the low minus 11. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of light snow in the morning with risk of freezing drizzle. Fog patches dissipating in the morning, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high Thursday, minus 7, the low minus 12. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6, the low minus 11. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 6. Saturday evening, periods of snow with a low minus 7. Sunday, snow with a high minus 2, the low minus 11. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 9, the low minus 14. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6. Normal high for this state, minus 11. The normal low is minus 23. The sun rose at 8.51 this morning. It sets at 5.27 tonight. And currently in the province, we have a hot spot at Mancota in the south country at minus 3. Cold spot, Yorkton at minus 15. Estevan is minus 12. Saskatoon minus 7. Swift Current minus 4. Weyburn minus 11. And Yorkton, once again, the cold spot at minus 15. Overcast in Regina with some mist in the air. It's minus 9. That's 15 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 26. Humidity is 89%. The barometer rising 101.7. Light snow in Moose Jaw minus 5. Winds are from the east southeast at 17. Once again, Regina, overcast and mist. It's minus 9. That's 15 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions. From Gowan, Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were showing upward movement during the past week. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats says some feeder cattle prices are up almost $20 per hundredweight since mid-December. There were increases across the board for Saskatchewan feeder steer and heifer prices, which were both reported in all the weight categories on January 13th. For steers, prices ranged from 340.83 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound weight category to 236.83 for the 900 plus pound category. Overall, feeder steers were up by an average of 12.18 per hundredweight 
from December 16th, which was the last reporting established. Since December 16th, the five to 600 pound weight category had the highest increase of 1950 per hundred weight, while the 900 plus category had the smallest of 758 per hundred weight. And moving to heifers, price range from 262.67 per hundred weight for the three to 400 pound category to 212.50 for the 800 plus category. And overall for heifers, they were up by an average of 12.32 per hundred weight since December 16th, which was the last reporting. And since December 16th, the four to 500 pound category had the highest increase of 13.63 per hundred weight while the six to seven hundred pound category was the smallest, which were still up nine thirty seven per hundred weight. And so it was pushing up the prices? Well, I think we had some competition for even though it was the first larger, it was a still limited offering of feeder cattle to the markets in over a few weeks. So I think that supported the price of the feeder cattle as well as we had buying interest from Ontario which supported the price. What were marketings? Market activity definitely picked up last week with 7,860 heads sold, which was well above the 327 from the week prior. And last week, marketings were above the a year ago, which were at 6,274. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? The Cantax price for Alberta-fed steers reported on January 13th was 186.35 per hundredweight, and this was 31 cents above the last reporting, which was 186.04 on January 6th. The prices of Alberta cows were up compared to January 6th as well. And D2 cows increased 504 per hundredweight from the week prior to average 98.79. The price of D3 slaughter cows were up 250 per hundredweight to average 87 per hundredweight for the week. Fonda Froats is the cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com The head of the UN isn't optimistic that Russia's war in Ukraine could end soon. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said today at the World Economic Forum gathering in Davos, Switzerland, he doesn't see an end to the war in the immediate future. In the meantime, he said private sector cooperation is needed to keep Ukrainian and Russian food and fertilizer exports flowing. Both countries are major suppliers of wheat, barley and other food to developing nations where many people are struggling with hunger. A UN broker deal allows agricultural supplies. Russia is also a top global exporter of fertilizer to leave the Black Sea region. Guterres says the insurance sector has helped support the movement of vessels from Ukraine and Russia and he needs other private sectors actors to engage such as the banking sector, the traders and the shippers. Some companies fear running afoul of Western sanctions by facilitating shipments from Russia, though allies have said penalties don't apply to food and fertilizer. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. 
Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained a dollar fifty at eight twenty-seven twenty-two. Lentils dropped twenty-two dollars at seven oh three fifty. Number one red spring wheat rose a dollar twenty-four at four twenty-three zero four. The rest were unchanged. Durham four ninety-two sixty-one. Feed barley three fifty-six fifty-seven. Chickpeas nine twenty-five ninety-five. Flax six eighty-two ninety-eight. Oats 229.32, yellow peas 467.70, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went up one and a half cents at 9.17 and a quarter cent a bushel. This is the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 17th. Our last regular sale was on January 4th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.90 cents to $1.03. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.75. Cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.50 to $1.60. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.25. We had our first pre-sorted calf sale here yesterday. The market is up at least $0.30 cents from last year, 300 to 400 pound steers averaged three dollars and twenty seven cents and sold up to three dollars and fifty cents. Four hundred to four fifty pound steers averaged three dollars and sixteen cents and sold up to three dollars and forty one cents. Four fifty to five hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and eighteen cents and sold up to three dollars and forty one cents. Five hundred to five fifty pound steers averaged three dollars and seven cents and sold up to three dollars and twenty four cents. Five fifty to six hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and ninety eight cents and sold up to three dollars and eleven cents. Six hundred to six fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and eighty three cents and sold up to three dollars and nine cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and seventy three cents. It sold up to two dollars and ninety-five cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and fifty-six cents. It sold up to two dollars and eighty cents. And eight hundred to nine hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and forty-two cents. It sold up to two dollars and fifty-five cents. Heifers were about forty to forty-five cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of four hundred thirty pound grasser steers at three dollars and forty-one cents a pound. A load of five hundred grasser steers at three dollars and twenty-three cents a pound. A load of five 550-pound black steers at $3.11 a pound. A group of 600-pound tan steers at $3.09 a pound. A group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.95 a pound. A group of 700-pound tan steers at $2.80 a pound. A load of 775-pound Angus steers at $2.55 a pound. And a load of 880-pound exotic steers at $2.42 a pound. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. The market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $186 even per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. 
U.S. residents cut back on spending in December for the second consecutive month. The 1.1% drop in retail sales underscores how inflation and the rising cost of using credit cards slowed consumer activity in the U.S. over the crucial holiday shopping season. The U.S. Commerce Department says the decline followed a revised 1% drop in November. U.S. retail sales in October had increased by 1.3%, helped by early holiday shopping. Wholesale prices in the U.S. rose at an annual rate of 6.2% in December, down from 7.3% in November and the recent peak of 11.7% in March. The sixth straight monthly slowdown is a hopeful sign that inflation pressures will continue to cool in the U.S. On a monthly basis, the producer price index dropped 0.5% from November to December. The index reflects prices that are charged by manufacturers, farmers and wholesalers and flows into an inflation gauge that's closely tracked by the U.S. Federal Reserve. On the markets today, the TSX is unchanged at 20,458. The Dow has fallen 370 points to 33,539. Oil has gone up 74 cents at 81.19 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.40 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.